0: I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today we're talking all things Breakfast. Breakfast foods are my favorite foods. I wholeheartedly believe that no day should ever start without a delicious breakfast. And I've been known to indulge in a brunner or two. On today's episode, I chat to Erin from the food blog, The Almond Eater, who is a fellow breakfast enthusiast and shares her tips for making breakfast time easier. Erin shares healthy recipes that are both quick and delicious on her blog. She started The Almond Eater back in 2015 and has since developed an even stronger love for both food and food photography. When she's not in the kitchen, you can find her walking her dog, drinking a nice latte and or a margarita, a girl after my own heart, or watching the most recent binge-worthy show on Netflix, Erin! We should be best friends. (laughs) I've been following Erin for years now, and I knew that she was just the right person to call on to share her tips for making breakfast time smoother. You will love her tips on this episode. This episode is sponsored by my website, cookitrealgood.com. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's filled with quick, easy, and healthy recipes with a side of indulgence sprinkled in between. You can also find all the show notes for today's episode there. Simply head to cookitrealgood.com slash five. Now let's break into this breakfast chat. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I've been following your blog for years and I love your gorgeous photography. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. Thanks. And, And I also love the fact that you love breakfast food as much as I do.
1: I really do. Like I am not a... I don't understand how some people skip breakfast. It makes no sense to me.
0: Okay, I am also like that. So I'm a cooked breakfast girl. Every day I do kind of the works, eggs or baked beans or something. And uh-huh. if I don't start my day with proper breakfast, I just like I can't function. It's horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like something's missing. Or I or I find myself being like very hungry like an hour or two later and I'm like, oh my gosh but I, but that doesn't even really happen to me because I eat breakfast, <laughs> you know, like I don't really find myself in that
0: situation too often. I think that uh, like, okay. So I know that there are people out there who skip breakfast, Yeah, but a lot of people I think want to change that. They kind of think it's just too time consuming and they don't have the ideas of how to make that quicker and more efficient for them in the morning. So they go without, or they might pick up a muffin or something on work at, on their way to work. And then yeah. they find that hard because it's, they want to eat healthier and they're not sure how to do that. So that's why I think today's topic is going to be really helpful. But I also think that breakfast, sometimes you, you kind of get stuck in a habitual loop. So some people might mm-hmm. be like, they default to toast, toast every day, toast every day, and they don't really know how to uh-huh. get out of that as well. So I think that this is really going to be helpful for all of the uh, breakfast sufferers out there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Now, before we start, can I please ask you what your last cooking fail was?
1: Oh, um let's see. I had a pretty terrible cooking fail. Um, maybe like a month ago or something. I was trying to make gluten-free vegan savory zucchini muffins, which is like, very That's a <laughs> yeah, I was like, wh- I was even like, what am I going to call this? Um, and first of all, I'm just not, I've like talked about it before. I'm not great at um gluten-free baking um like I can do like cooking gluten-free but when it comes to like baking with like coconut flour or almond flour like I'm I'm not gluten-free so therefore like it's not something I'm used to doing but anyway I was like I'm gonna try this and the first time I made them they were still like wet in the middle and it was like so gross and I and I had baked them for like far longer than you ever need to make muffins and I was like okay these just like aren't happening. So then I tried them again, and since they were vegan, I couldn't put like actual cheese in the muffin. So I was using um nutritional yeast and like garlic and I was trying to like add flavor and they were like it just like wasn't good. I was like <laughs> these are not, they were like very garlic powdery and nutritional yeast. And I don't know, they were just and I could have kept trying. But I just made the executive decision that I didn't want to. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, it was over.
1: <laughs> it was over. Yeah. I was like, this isn't happening. And then I was like, maybe this just like wasn't a good idea. So um, oh, yeah, a good bit of my like cooking fails are when I try to be fancy and make like gluten free things. And I'm like, just stop just stop trying
0: (laughs) yeah I uh most of my cooking fails have actually been when I've tried to make like a healthy baking option or like you said like gluten-free I'm just out of my element I think I need to stick with the butter and the sugar (laughs)
1: yeah I think like if you are gluten-free you uh, like come to learn like the science behind like how much almond flour you need or dry to wet ingredient ratio a little bit better, but I'm like, to me, it feels so different than like Baking with like all-purpose flour, you know, like I feel like the ratio is just so different, and I'm like, I can get it sometimes, and I have gotten it before, but it it always takes me like multiple tries, and I'm just like, sometimes I don't have the patience for it, Mm
0: -hmm. and and that stuff is expensive too. (laughs)
1: It's so expensive, yeah. It's like ten, or maybe not ten dollars, but it's like I don't know, eight dollars for like a smaller size bag of flour, and I'm like, this is insane. And then I know I'm gonna mess up, so I have to always buy like more than one bag (laughs) and I'm like oh my god $20 later what's
0: happening (laughs) yep I'm with you I'm so with you there (laughs) yeah I think that a lot of people could probably relate to that where you're like I'm gonna make this healthy version of something and then you buy all the stuff and it doesn't work (laughs) yeah yeah it's so so sad at least you know like the effort that free bloggers go to to get something right though like those are the when you test and test and test we're not gonna put anything up unless it's like verified (laughs)
1: right yeah yeah that's very true any of the gluten-free recipes on my blog has been tested like at least four times
0: (laughs) so you know they're good oh yeah all right well let's get into the like focusing on ways to make cooking breakfast easier and I thought we'd start off with those people who are time poor in the morning but they want Mm -hmm. to have a healthy breakfast what are some ways that they can sort of hack breakfast time
1: I mean I think I was gonna say smoothies are like one of the easiest breakfasts. Uh I think I had a smoothie this morning for breakfast. And I think, um, obviously depending on like, if you follow a ton of people on Instagram or not, like I always see people making these really fancy breakfast smoothies. And I'm like, I think that's great if that's like what you're into, but they don't have to be fancy. (laughs) Like (laughs) you can literally make like a three ingredient breakfast smoothie and call it a, call it a day. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you don't have to like get all these ingredients out and put all these like chia seed, hemp seed, all this stuff in it. Like, I mean, you can, if you want to, but you can also just do like strawberry, banana, and spinach, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like smoothies, um, especially if I'm like running errands in the morning, or if I had to go into like the office, I feel like that's like a good grab and go breakfast. Um, I feel, I mean, I feel like eggs are quick. I think other people would disagree with me, but, um, I know that like I can make two scrambled eggs and a piece of toast and from start, from the time I start making them to the time I'm done eating them, it's like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I I don't, I don't feel like that's like a, you know, um, exhausting thing to do in the morning, but some people might feel like they don't want to get out the skillet or the toaster, which I, understand
0: um I've always said eggs aren't that hard like <laughs> but I think people tend yeah. to think like it's go- because you're cooking it's going to be difficult yes. but like yeah. 10 minutes that's all you need you don't even have to wash the skillet you can do that when you get home and night like it's not that big <laughs> of a deal
1: <laughs> yeah no it's yeah I would I completely agree like I think it sounds like it takes longer than it actually does yeah because you're like cooking something but um yeah. I feel like eggs are fairly quick. Um, yeah. And oatmeal. I mean, I personally, oatmeal, oatmeal is like everyone's favorite breakfast to, for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of coming around to it over the past year. I have eaten it more, but I'm, it's still not ever going to be like my favorite breakfast, but oatmeal super quick. I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> um, so I feel like if people should have time it's, and oatmeal's great, too, because you could like make it really quick and then put it in like a little jar and bring it to work with you if you wanted. You don't like have to eat it right at home if you're really
0: in a hurry. That's so true. And you could even make it the night before if you wanted mm-hmm. to prep or make a couple for the week on Sunday, whatever tickles your fancy. I, I love oatmeal. <laughs> I'm a huge oatmeal eater. Um, I told you,
1: everyone but me is a fan of (laughs) oatmeal. I'll try and change
0: your mind. (laughs) I like what you said about smoothies as well, because I think it can put people off. Like When you see these elaborate smoothie bowls that have fruit cut Mm -hmm. out into shapes, Like let's let's be real, no food blogger is actually eating their everyday smoothie like that. Nobody's doing (laughs) that unless
1: you're planning on posting it to
0: Instagram, you know, like So rest assured, it's fine. We don't eat like that all the time. (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. It looks nice, but it's so unrealistic. The other thing that I always harp on about with smoothies is it's not the time to start going, I want to be this person, so I'll try almond milk if you don't like almond milk. (laughs) Uh So just use what you like. Like I know that's a hard thing to sort of grasp because everyone seems to think that like dairy milk is bad for you. It's it's fine. If that's your favorite milk, have it in a smoothie. If if you like almond milk, have it in a smoothie. If you like coconut milk, have it in a smoothie. But yeah, if you don't, right. don't put it in there because then you won't like
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So don't, yeah, exactly.
0: don't fall on the uh, superfood healthy trap and think that you have to have a certain type oh, of milk thanks. in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it can be really simple. Like it doesn't have to, I mean, it, like I said, it can have fancier things if that's like what you want to do. But I think if you're really trying to like make a smoothie, like if you're in a hurry or or you just don't have all that stuff in your pantry, then, you know, as long as you have like frozen fruit or your fresh fruit and milk,
0: you know, I think that's all you need. And that's a good segue onto my next question. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I was going to say, wait, what can we keep our freezer and fridge stocked with so that we have quick breakfast options and even our pantry? So frozen fruits yes. is definitely one of them.
1: Frozen fruits for sure. Um, I like spinach for the sole purpose of smoothies. Like I know some people, well, there's obviously like a million ways to eat spinach, but like I love buying just like a giant bag of spinach and using it in smoothies. Cause I feel like you can't really taste it. Whereas like kale, I feel like you can taste that a lot in a smoothie, but um anyway mm-hmm. um, oats for either overnight oats or oatmeal is good. Um, also oats for, like granola I didn't mention I didn't think about that at first but like if you I feel that might not be something that you would make like every morning but on like a Sunday for like ahead of time for the week you could make a batch of granola um, and eat it with like yogurt or I like eating granola just like cereal Um, like in a a bowl with milk Um, so yeah spinach frozen fruit oats what else do I keep in my in my fridge. I mean, eggs always. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, everyone's, yeah, I don't know. Cause we're go- trying to be we're trying to be quick here. Cause I was gonna say everyone's different. Like I see some people more, I would say people who work from home, um, they will eat like pancakes in the morning. And that to me is like, effort. Oh, I don't have <laughs> the like, time for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. But I've seen people do it. They're like morning breakfast. And I, <laughs> I mean, everyone has, again, a different opinion. Some people think eggs take a while. I think pancakes take a while, even though I guess they probably don't, but you know.
0: It's the washing up too. Like that, that puts me off. Like I could do a skillet, but When you're having another bowl in the mix and Uh, measuring cups, I'm like, no, 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 thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is for me too. You have to like measure things. I'm like, no,
0: no, no, no. Maybe a weekend, maybe a weekend, but not. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: On the weekend, I, I would say it is appropriate for like waffles and pancakes.
0: Feels fancier too. Have you ever been one of these people I see who freeze things like um, I'm trying to think of like egg muffins or breakfast wraps. I've never tried that. I think I'm
1: spoiled because <laughs> I work from home. So I don't feel like I need to necessarily like meal prep things as much. Like maybe I should, but like I don't. I feel like if I had a more of a traditional job, I would maybe think about um doing like, I've seen like, uh, those make ahead like breakfast burritos
0: yeah, and
1: I think those would actually be really helpful versus I like the idea of the egg muffins where, you know, you mix the eggs, pour them in an egg tin for people that don't know. And then you like bake them. I think that's great. But for me, I'm, I would struggle with like how many I should eat. (laughs) I would be like, okay, well, I need to have more than one. But do I, is three like too many? Is that like excessive? You know, like I would, I would like, I would be unsure of what the appropriate portion would be. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like stuff like that is helpful again for grab and go purposes. If you have the time on like a Sunday and you want to prep something, I don't think it's a terrible idea to make like a freezer friendly breakfast
0: yeah the only thing with those egg muffins is I've tried to make them without cheese before and oh. I hated them so that Did would, that would just, be my advice you need the cheese you need the cheese yeah yeah kind of like my,
1: oh uh-huh yeah
0: yeah
1: I mean to, I each, each, their own. <laughs> to each
0: their own yeah exactly But no, I need the cheese. I I just can't do it. But that's, again, to my point of like, eat healthy, but eat realistically to what your taste buds like. And I just, I can't do eggs without cheese.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like force. Yeah, exactly. Don't like force yourself to eat something. Then you won't look forward to it. And then you'll just go back to like not eating breakfast. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what are some tools that we can get to help us make breakfast smoother and easier of a morning? Uh, I mean a blender.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say like, I used to have a Nutribullet and I loved it. I thought it was so convenient also, especially not just for making smoothies, but for making like, um, pesto and stuff like that. But I will say that I used it so much, like, like every single day. Um, it ended up breaking after like a year and I was so sad and a little mad. So I ended up getting, um, I currently have like a, of course I don't know the exact like model, but it's a really nice kitchen aid blender. Oh, uh, yep. And yeah, I've had it now for like three years or something, and it's still going strong. And it's, I mean, it's, I would say, comparable to like a Vitamix. So um, definitely not cheap, but well worth it. I mean, again, it's still working perfectly and it blends like i don't know it just it works really well like i'm never like oh my gosh this is going to break <laughs> whereas with my nutribullet sometimes if i would put a ton of stuff in it i would get like a little nervous um i'm so with you there. yeah yeah i do i feel like for a long time i resisted getting like a high quality blender and now i'm like oh my god i'm so glad i bought this <laughs> like it's just good to have
0: um when you buy yeah. like the cheaper ones i think that they actually don't blend as well so I mean... When I say cheap ones, I mean like a $20 one from Target or Kmart. Like I'm not talking about – you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but there are ones – like on sale, you can get a great one for probably $100 or even maybe a little less. Um, Yeah. But with what you said about the Nutribullet, so we have a Ninja, and it has a cup cup attachment, which is like I guess the best part of the Nutribullet. And that cup attachment, I just can't imagine not having it because it's – like I hate having to get the full blender out – for just like one smoothie. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if I could just put it in the cup, put it in there and even like drink it in the cup, it seems like a little bit more achievable for me.
1: <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, no, that's another benefit of something like that. Like of those smaller ones, because mine, I do, it's just like a bulky blender. And I end up just like pouring my smoothie into a cup and then just leaving my blender in the sink <laughs> for, like, for like a few hours. And then I'm like, ugh. I guess I'll wash this. But um, yeah, the cup attachment is so nice.
0: <laughs> it really I used, is. used to have that. Yeah. I guess the other thing is um, when we're talking about oats, you we mentioned before about jars as well. Like those mason jars, you can use them in so many ways, but they're really handy for breakfast too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the weird thing is I don't really like oatmeal, but I don't mind slash I even enjoy overnight oats it's something about like warm oats that just kind of like weirds me out but I'm okay with cold oats which is the I feel like maybe even the opposite of how like everyone else feels but um I always yeah like mason jars with with the lids and stuff that's like that's like a good thing to have if you're gonna make any sort of like overnight oats or like chia pudding I love chia pudding oh so good Some people I think texture wise get weirded out by it. I actually, my mom was over the other day and I made the Coke or I still had the coconut chia pudding um, that I recently posted on my blog in the refrigerator and she loves coconut. And so I was like, Oh my, Oh my God, she's going to love this. And I like fed her a bite. Like you do a child. I was (laughs) like, mom, I didn't even tell her what it was. I was like, mom, try this. And she was like, "Mm, mm, what is this? And I was like, it's chia pudding. And I was like, you don't like it. And she was like, the texture is so weird. And I was like, I was just so sad. I was like, Oh my God, even though I know that it's such like a, a love or hate thing, like some people can't get over the texture, kind of like cottage cheese, right? Like some people are so weird. I don't think like I don't mind the texture of cottage cheese. But I know, People
0: definitely do. Yeah, it is one of those things. It's funny that it's like mostly breakfast foods that have these like weird quirks. You either love it or hate yeah. it. But
1: yeah, for I'm sure. a fan
0: of chia pudding and I've been spying that one of yours. It's the caramelized bananas that are getting me. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they make a big difference. Like you can, You'll like it without them, but it takes like an extra two or three minutes to caramelize bananas
0: and they are so good. Yum! I'm so linking that recipe in the show notes because I'm sure we're getting some <laughs> bellies rumbling now. Good, good. Now, thinking outside the box. So I was talking to you recently. You've you were doing the Mediterranean diet and trying to think about some breakfasts uh-huh. that don't include eggs because I think that that's something else that people default to. They either think like it's toast or cereal, or if they're going to cook breakfast, it's eggs, and that's their only options. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like some outside of the box ideas, and I'd love to get your Ideas on some, some breakfasts that don't include eggs.
1: Yeah, so I started doing the Mediterranean diet a few months ago um, just for like health reasons. But before that, no joke, I had eaten eggs and toast like every day for breakfast for like six years. <laughs> um, that was that Talk about like a default breakfast. That was my default breakfast. So, um, technically I'm not, I don't really love following like food rules, but, um, if you're doing the Mediterranean diet, they sort of like recommend that you only eat eggs like two or three times a week. So I was like kind of freaking out a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, like what am I going to eat? Um, which is so silly because there's a, a ton of things you can eat for breakfast. I mean, we've already mentioned a lot of the things so far that I've been eating, um, like smoothies, oats, chia pudding. Um, what else do I eat? I mean, I do just like eating avocado toast, um, like without an egg, <laughs> just like avocado toast. What else do I eat? I feel like, I feel like we've talked about all the things that I eat now. Now I'm like, although I will say, even though I don't like oatmeal there, I do have one, um, savory oatmeal recipe on it's on my blog. And I have been making that not like every day by any means, but like maybe once every other week, it's like oats with, and they're like cheesy and you can top them with like, um, a sweet potato or like Brussels sprouts or sauteed mushrooms, whatever. But, um, that's really yummy, I think. And also still a pretty like quick breakfast. Savory oats. I haven't tried them yet. Have you tried? Yeah, I mean, I think they're pretty good. Again, I—it's not something I would want to eat like every day, just because I wouldn't want to eat probably like that much cheese for breakfast every day. But yeah. um,
0: they're really good. If
1: I do say so myself,
0: I saw something on like, the, there was like a business on Shark Tank that was doing like savory oats, all different types of oats. It might have been sweet as well, but I think it was in New oh. York or something. And I was like, <laughs> "What the hell is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Come again?" <laughs> (laughs) I didn't know you could do this. I learned a lot from Shark Tank. I'm a pretty enthusiastic watcher. Oh my gosh. It's a great show. The other thing that I was thinking is, and I probably learned this when I did my round of the Whole30, is that you you don't have to have breakfast food for breakfast. And I know that will blow a few people's minds, (laughs) but you, you can just eat leftovers you can make like you said like a savory bowl out of vegetables you can have a breakfast salad like it doesn't have to be your traditional toast and eggs you can think outside the box um some people find it a bit weird to start off with and i get that it's kind of weird to eat soup at breakfast time but (laughs) yeah yeah If you can stomach it, go for it. Like, there's no reason why you can't be eating different foods for breakfast.
1: I also think it's smart if you're, like, roasting vegetables for dinner to purposefully make, like, extra so you can have some with breakfast or for breakfast the next day. Um, I find myself doing that a lot. Like, if you're doing any sort of, like, roasted, like, peppers or, again, like, mushrooms, making, like – extra and then having it with breakfast. So you don't have to, again, just like finding ways to like skip a step in the morning, you know, even if it means like doing it the night before, I feel like, um, just because in general, I feel like people have a little extra time or a lot more time in the evenings than they do in the
0: morning. Absolutely. And it's such a good idea because it's no extra effort to put on a little bit more when you're already cooking it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, since we've been talking about breakfast, Erin, I have to ask you, what is your all time favorite? favorite breakfast? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously I'm going to say eggs. <laughs>
1: um, anytime, I mean, again, I, I'm not like not eating eggs anymore. I still eat eggs. Um, and anytime I go out to eat, like my eyes just automatically like find the egg dishes. And then I'm like, okay, which one do I want? Um, I, I mean, I don't make eggs Benedict, but I really like eggs Benedict when I go out to eat. Um, I like, they're all going to be egg dishes. I know you asked me for my, my, you asked me for my one favorite and I'll give you like five favorite. Okay. But like, you know, like I like avocado toast topped with a fried egg and maybe like a tomato, tomatoes and, um, a little sprinkle of cheese. I like egg omelets. Um, that's three. Those are my three and eggs Benedict. I already said,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, anything with like eggs that it, but not my favorite has to has to be like eggs plus like other things like avocado and whatnot. They go yeah, so well together. They do.
0: Okay, Eric. Thank you so much for sharing those breakfast ideas with us. I know that a lot of people you know, it it is that they, they just don't really know what to do with the breakfast time. And I think that even just sharing ideas of how you can hack breakfast together easier in the morning gets the mind ticking. You get some ideas of what you can try. And I mean, even if you just go away and try having one breakfast smoothie and see how you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Honestly. Yep. I agree. You'll be all the better for it. Now, Mm -hmm. where can people find you? People can find me. My blog is called The Almond Eater and you can find me at thealmondeater.com or on Instagram at The
0: Almond Eater. And I'll be linking that in the show notes as well as that delicious coconut chia pudding. <laughs> I have got to try that ASAP. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun talking to Erin about all things breakfast. I know for a lot of people, breakfast gets put in the too hard basket, but that simply breaks my heart. Everyone should start their day with a delicious breakfast and with a little planning, you totally can. Don't forget to check out the show notes from today's episode at cookitrealgood.com slash five. That's it from me. Have a great week, guys. And don't just cook. Cook it real good. Bye.